Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I was surprised to read um, that it's estimated there's 120,000 people in Ireland at the moment currently living with long COVID. And I know over the past two years, it's something we've we've talked about um, on quite a number of occasions. I didn't think there was still that many people suffering and dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. And I'd like to hear people's experience today. You can email us, lunchtimelive at newstalk.com if you want to get in touch. Gronya Kelly is on the line. Gronya, um, you got COVID, was it back in 2020? Yeah, I would have uh, contracted COVID in September 2020. And pre-COVID, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what life was like? Yeah, I was just a super, like, crazy sports addict. Like, I just, I was uh, highly competitive in triathlon. I had competed internationally for age group. I had uh, gone for national standard and like I would have been competing with some of the best girls in Ireland and training with some of the best girls in Ireland and training with like one of the top coaches in Ireland. And um, yeah, I was probably the fittest and healthiest I ever was. For um, And at my age, like I just was fitter and stronger than I'd ever been. And you got COVID-19. Um, how were you when you when you first were, well, when you contracted it? Uh, I would have been uh, comparable to some, like uh, my partner, he got it and he was fine. He didn't really realise he had it. But like when I, when I started to get symptoms, I was just like, I feel really bad. Like I just was bedridden straight away. Like I was in bed for up to six days, seven days and I just couldn't even like look at anything or concentrate on anything. I was just really nauseous. The spine pain was horrific. Um, and then, like I'd say, by day 11, I thought I started to get better. And then um, and then day 14, I completely took a U-turn. And then I was rushed into A&E with suspected blood clot uh, to my lung. OK, so this was at the latter end of, of what would have been the then kind of quarantine period. Yeah, where really, you think you're kind of supposed to be getting better. Like, and at yeah. that stage of the times, they would have thought that I was still infectious and like I, I like I was in triage and then they put me straight into a COVID section like and they were like oh like you spike a fever of 38, 39 so we think you're actually still infectious because we didn't know much about that at the time like they were still sceptical about the kind of the, the infectious periods and, and symptomatic wise like if you would still be infectious and that like obviously they know now like within five to seven days you wouldn't be an infect, infectious but at the time it was, yeah, I was just chronic. I couldn't stand up straight. I was crippled over on one side and I just couldn't breathe properly. And even when I had had COVID at first, like I didn't have breathing issues as such. I was more exhausted if I'd gone up the stairs. It was like the lactic in your legs and you just didn't have energy to kind of dry your hair. Like your arms would be too tired or I'd have to sit brushing my teeth. I couldn't walk because if I, if I, it was more like the oxygen was an issue. Like if I walked for a period, like even a few steps or whatever, I'd feel faint. So it wasn't that I was necessarily breathless, like I wasn't like, like really struggling to talk. It was the oxygen was an issue if I was to do anything, if that made sense. Yeah. And how long were you in ICU for? Um, once they rule out blood clot, they send you home. Like it's irrelevant if, if you're in pain or if how, how chronic your pain issue is. It's just like if you're not dying at that stage, like the hospitals were so overwhelmed. It was kind of like you need to just go home, you know, and I think they're kind of like if, if you're not in any life threatening situation and you're possibly still infectious or like we need you just to go home and isolate mm. kind of thing. So when you went home you would have been out of the quarantine period the the any serious risk as you say was 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 um was was gone and you were discharged from ICU and you went back home. Did those symptoms you describe and that really chronic fatigue Ronya did that just never 
leave? Like, has that just stayed since? Uh, for about six and a half weeks, it took me to be able to walk and jog. And like prior to that, like I was close to like a sub 25K. I was doing 100 plus K on my cycles. And like it took six and a half weeks just to be able to walk and jog. And when I say like a walk and a jog, it was like a granny shuffle. Like it was just like completely different body altogether. And we started to like I worked with the coaches again. And like we were really trying to be cautious, obviously, because we didn't we didn't know if it was going to cause long term damage or you're trying you're just trying to like work blindly like and try work around it knowing what my body was capable of prior and thinking okay let's see can we just build it up gradually and then I think come January we thought like okay I'm starting to kind of show previous numbers again I'm st- my heart rate was still off my heart rate was still way too was still higher than what it was mm. was prior and but we said we'd still work with it like and then I think like we had set like a, usually when you work with the coaches and that for for these kind of competitive um like training and on that they kind of set you tests and stuff like that for running or for cycling or for swimming and and like we set a test and, and then uh and I I just relapsed completely in February like out of nowhere I was out for a run and I just completely got a horrific pain up my leg and straight into my back again the spine pain was back and I couldn't walk for like three and a half weeks and I was dragging my left leg behind me and I was just I was horrific I was worse than what I had been prior and they were like, oh, do you think it's COVID again? And we did tests and I hadn't got COVID again. And I was ringing the GP and the GP refused to see me. It took me 20 days just to get a consultation for the GP to even just see me. And I was in agony. Like, and I would generally have a high pain threshold. I would like, I'd live for the days where you go to the gym and you're sore, you know, yeah. like that, that love hate relationship. And, I know. You know, and it just it was just a different level of, of, of pain and a different level of like tired. It didn't matter how many hours I slept, it didn't matter how slow I walked up the stairs, it didn't I literally could barely walk the dog. I was just like, This is not normal, something's wrong like uh, you know. And where are you now? Because you're like you're now two years on basically, you know, next week, Grania from from when you first got COVID. Like how how are you at the minute? Uh not great, no. Um I'd say um, it's just you're still in the exact same position. Like you still keep trying to like you, you take weeks off and try and rest and you know and then you try and think okay if I rest loads then it'll get better and I can like it's it's just it's a vicious cycle. It's like living Groundhog Day and you know it's like you do six weeks of complete rest and no like just general exercise. No, I'm changing the word from training to exercise to even put it in your mind frame that you can't do what you used to do and you can't push yourself like you used to push yourself. And you're, you you do that and then you think you're nearly getting better. You think you're feeling good again. And then you completely go back to square one again. You relapse again and then you're you're completely destroyed. Like every time anybody sees me, they're like, you look exhausted. And I'm like, no matter what I do, like no matter who I talk to, like no matter what approach I take, it hasn't changed the situation. You know, I still end up back like I have COVID mm-hmm. symptoms all over again. And it's does does no does like you go to doctors and like my GP only see me because like I had to email literally saying you're being negligent at this point like your duty of your duty of care is to clients and your patients and it was just like and that stage when they did see me like my blood pressure was way off and it was like okay this is actually worrying and she's like oh do you not like do you not feel are you stressed and I was like am I stressed I was like this is not my body like I'm 30 I was like 31 at the time Mm. I was like what is this? Like, I'm, I was fit. I was young. And what about work and and, st- and studies and that, Grania? Like, where, you know, is that day to day? I mean, no, it's, 
just like you, yeah, exactly that like it's day to day like I had switched I was originally a product designer graphic designer and I switched my job I retrained to, as a sports massage and injury therapist so that I could be more flexible to be more competitive and train at a higher level and now like I had to shut my business when, when COVID hit and then obviously you weren't able to work then then I tried to relift it up again and just absolutely swamped with symptoms of chronic fatigue chronic inflammation like like and then you're trying to work around that and then like some days you're you're trying to work on a client and you're literally feeling like you're mm. going to faint. And is that is that like I mean the, the the chronic fatigue and you know the the impact on just your your ability to get up and to do things Grania is is obviously you know so so affected. Are there other symptoms then or I mean what's the long-term prognosis? Do you do you know at this stage? This is it. You don't know. Like usually if you have a broken arm, you're told, okay, like six and a half weeks or like, you know, in a cast or four weeks in a cast, two weeks of whatever rest. And then you know that I can at least start trying to do it again. I have been given no prognosis. I've been given no treatment. I've been given no like medication for pain or symptoms or anything. I literally have asked. I've had to ask. Like it got so so bad one time, I literally was swimming one day and I got so disorientated, I couldn't tell what end of the pool I was in. Completely crashed into somebody and whiplashed myself. And like this is somebody who swam a competitive level, used to swimming in certain directions. And I, I walked home crying, like, like like not knowing what the hell is wrong with me and why can't nobody tell me like how, how I can make this better? Like how, how can somebody's quality of life be better? Like this is not living, it's just literally coping. And then you're just left to your own vices and left to just okay well if you can cope we'll leave it if you're not like on an oxygen tank then you're grand you don't need any any help or assistance and I'm not the only one like there's so many people like this and you're just being gaslighted like it's oh like have you tried counselling you know and I remember that one of the when I was at my worst when I relapsed in February after having had COVID like the doctor's like I can't do this I can't do that but I can give you antidepressants and I was like I, I don't want antidepressants like what's antidepress- antidepressants going to do like it's like it's going to mask yeah. I'm physically I'm physically not right you know and yes it will impact mentally of course it will it impacts your whole life like my whole life is destroyed like as it was it's not, not, not in any way shape or form looking like it was prior you know I worked so hard for everything I did I, I like I, my goals were high but I worked my ass off to get where I wanted to go I, I studied in college I trained like like a full time athlete when I was in college, like and all that's just gone, and it's just you're just left there to just think, okay, it's okay, and try and cope and try work past it. And even if you could say, right, I just can't be an athlete anymore, and focus on your career, but you can't even work full time anymore either. So what are you supposed to do? And is that as well, Gronya? Like, is is the brain is brain fog because I see just from some of the texts coming in from from people you know who are listening to you and 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 in a very similar situation. Um, a lot of them are talking about just the the fear of brain fog and and does that abate at all? You know, in in the monster years down the line. Yeah, well, my symptoms were different from last year to this year. Like, so last year, my symptoms were more physical. Like, it was very bad spine pain, very bad inflammation, very bad. Um, joint pain very bad like just like not breathlessness but issues with oxygen levels and that kind of thing and nausea was horrific like like as if you were almost like everyone always says to me like it's almost like you had morning sickness every time you wake up you would just be immediately nauseous or car sick um, and they were my symptoms last year but this year like it carried on to where I was struggling to just speak the way I wanted to speak I would have something in my head that I wanted to say and then when I'd go to say it, it wouldn't come out the way I wanted to say it and it wouldn't come out at the speed I wanted to say it 
and it just it didn't make sense or I was typing and yeah. I wouldn't I'd nearly type the word like it was spelled like it would sound as opposed to how it was, would would actually be spelled or if I was there was an like I had a few issues where I couldn't physically swallow I just it, for some reason I just it wouldn't let me swallow it was bizarre it was just like what is this and like I was just like this and it it, it frightened me so much like I was just is, like this, yeah. is, this is more cognitive this is this is like neurological and not physical and I was just like is this because it's being left is this is, is, is this because it's not being treated you know and you're just like that that makes you worry and you're trying to relax and just say don't worry about it too much because if you stress then it's not going to help you know like hair loss was a massive issue when I got it in the first year and that's just progressed you know it comes back and then it falls out again and you know it's just it's across the board I walk around sometimes like I'm six months pregnant because of inflammation in my gut or my tongue would swell because I'm eating food and like food I'd normally eat but like now for some reason it's just so there's lots of different issues that have come up this year that I never had prior. And I just think it's because it's been left and it's just prolonging. And that's the, it's the frustration then, I suppose, about like, you know, being able to deal with it or how do you deal with it? And I know that the HSE, they have um, different hospital clinics around the country. I was listening to Jack Lambert, the professor at The Matter, actually talking about that. And I suppose trying to deal with people's uh, symptoms um, but I can imagine Gronya it must be extremely she can hear it in your voice like how stressful it is for you uh, there's others getting in touch with us as well stay with us Gronya I've got Rory is on the line too in Kilkenny Rory I'm actually going to come to you in just a moment's time I just need to take a very short break but uh, do stay with us look 53106 if you want to get in touch Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.